This is GL Podcast number 67. It's December 20, 2018. The record cold for this day was 24 below in 1916. Wow. But it was 51 degrees in 1967. I remember that. I think I went Christmas shopping at Southdale. <laughs> this is brought to you by Fratelloni's Ace Hardware Stores. You're damn right it is. Mm-hmm. And now, from the mayor's office, above the boathouse, on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Rookie on Production. Chris Reavers, Director of Social Media, John Hyde in the Newsroom, and occasionally Kenny from the Krabby Coffee Shop. Here is your Flashlight King, Fireworks Commissioner, and Keeper of Common Sense, your Mayor, Joe Souchere. I don't know what it's like in uh, your part of the world, wherever you are, but it's uh, we've lost our streak of sunshiny days, haven't we? Yes, we have. Very... Uh, Rainy and drizzly and gray. And it's just killing the snow, too. It's uh, devouring the snow, this uh, this light drizzle. Yes, it looks like a brown Christmas. But it doesn't have to be a less festive Christmas. Uh, that's true. Get to the Minnesotan on 4th and Banning in downtown yeah. White Bear Lake. Now. It is fantastic. Gifts you're going to love to give. It's vintage stuff. Shirts, hats, T-shirts, memorabilia. Celebrating Minnesota and the Twin Cities, all of your favorite landmarks and institutions, Big Island, the Arcola Bridge, Lake Calhoun, Aldrich Arena, great hats. I got a couple high school hats. Gift packaging. Yeah, gift packaging, nationwide delivery possible. But here's the best part. It really is, it's it's wonderful to be a GLer. Uh, You can save 20% entering the code GarageLogic at checkout online Mm -hmm. or just mention it if you're in the store. It's the Minnesotan, and the website is theminnesotan.com. If you're uh, if you're in the store and you do your shopping personally, ask, see if Corey's there and tell him you're a GLer. And uh, uh, small businesses, you know, he took a, think about that, opening a retail store in White Bear Lake as a small business owner is a risk. So that's why we want you to, to support I don't think it was much of a, I don't think it was much of a risk Well, at I mean, all. there's always a risk. I don't I mean, think it was a risk But he's got all. great products, so he's yeah. going to succeed. He's got a unique situation. So yes. I, af, after you read your ad yesterday, I was you know, glancing at their website, Joe, and I, I picked out the shirt that you're going to get me for Christmas, okay. the, uh, the North Star cool. sweatshirt with, right. the, with the seats. That is really cool. With the seats? With the, it's got the Met Center white, seats, the white, green, green oh, yellow. yellow. Yeah. That's and that, neat. It's the emblem. It's really cool. I have to get through some emails. So thank you. All right. Uh, uh, Ryan Wilmer writes, boy, this is strange. Well, he says, the other night I had a dream about Pat Ricey. Whoa. I was asleep in bed when I heard a loud noise followed by a string of expletives. I couldn't believe my luck. This is the, <laughs> this is the dream. I went downstairs to my kitchen to see Patrick dressed as a Maytag repairman tearing apart my stove. What happened to your stove? He was screaming, there's a <laughs> serpent in the bleeping stove. <laughs> he implied he needed help, so I went over to help him. When we had the range completely dismantled, there was no sign of a reptile of any kind. He then said, well, I'm pretty sure you're going to need a new stove now. My response was, you really are bored. Then I woke up. <laughs> He's going to Maytag Repair School. Patrick. How long would he last? Let's let's walk into the Patrick Royce School of Repair. He wouldn't fix it. He would just be, you need a new stove. I need a hatchet. I like to try to fix it, but I can't repair it. The uh, the chief offsite correspondent Kelsey has a marvelous memory. Uh, he said he said, let's hope that Margaret Anderson Kelleher, 
the new transportation commissioner, brings the same level of forward thinking to her new role as she exhibited while watching the eclipse when she was the president and CEO of the Minnesota High Tech Association. And he provided the photograph, and I instantly remembered. Do you remember how Margaret Anderson Kelleher, our new transportation commissioner, viewed the eclipse a couple of years ago? I'm very familiar with her work, but not this specific. <laughs> she had a large cardboard box over her head. Remember that? <laughs> Now the picture is reminding <laughs> yes. me, yes. Here's a picture of some guys with just normal sunglasses on, and there's Margaret with a giant cardboard box. I can't see anything She up didn't there. see is a damn sun? thing. Uh, uh, Mark Reed in Iowa says uh, uh, he was listening to Dennis Miller talk about some Bush 41 stories, and apparently they were great. He also said, I listened to the YouTube version of the Christmas light rivalry. You can get that on YouTube? I didn't know that. Yeah. And uh, Lou, the crabby guy, the uh, crabby light guy, uh, they were yeah. excellent as ever. I would like to take a minute to wish you and the crew the absolute merriest of Christmases. And thanks again for the show. Offsite uh, correspondent Reed, who signs off, maybe just one more ice cold beer. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then uh, Bill Miller uh, is the guy who sent me the piece that I read from Bob Moorhead yesterday. Yes. Well, the freeways yep. are getting wider, but we're getting to, yeah. uh, he, he's the guy who sent us that great crate of Christmas cheer I've, last uh, week. Right? I know him well. Yes. Thank you for those uh, wonderful gifts. Uh, and that's, you know, now that we're on a podcast, I'm not soliciting for, for nice <laughs> gifts, but I'm just saying in general, that doesn't have to stop. Right. We, you know, we love to talk about the gifts that we get, especially the nicer ones. Speaking remember, of Remember Anne, the Canadian? May she did she we lose I, I, we lost Anne I think I think I don't know I think I'm pretty sure we did Lovely and she woman. was uh, yeah she was a great gal and man she went top shelf when she, she brought, dropped off she a brought box. us some stuff yeah yeah I, again we're I don't really want anything we're just mentioning and I I you know I I don't share that same thought with you who just sent us the big nut roll down there uh, I forgot to th- bring the, the Christmas car- card was, in uh, Bill and Julie. Oh, yeah, Bill yes. and Julie. Yes. Yeah. yeah this, uh, oh, man, is that good? And uh, Josh, by the way, uh, Josh dropped us yes. off some beer from Shell's late yesterday afternoon. Where, where is it? Right. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, well, it's on, made it back to the Reavers Mansion. Yeah, if you guys want to come over. No, that's not how it works. See, I, I think it's. Uh, it was know. delivered late in the day yesterday. You guys were already we gone. We were gone. Okay. Chris in Iowa, Iowa writes It seems to me that, uh, and any member of the Royal Order of 21sters, that the Libs should appreciate all this warm weather in December. As we all acknowledge, climate change is real and does happen. Those of us that grew up in Gumption County are thankful for the 50 degree temps in December. Well, we haven't had 50, we've had some 40s. Right. We spend less resources and consume fewer fossil fuels to heat homes, businesses, and the ever always available schools. Hmm. Right? Of course. And finally, finalement. I have time to read one more, don't I? You got all the time in the I, world. I do. Baby. It's a podcast. I can it's do whatever a, I you want. Can stretch it out. Yep. Andrew writes, as I was listening to the show from yesterday, he's referring to December 18th show, you mentioned a class that teaches how to cook, do laundry, and change a tire. Adulting. I thought that was yesterday. No, that was a couple days ago. It was? Yeah. I I teach at the high school level in the trades area. I grew up listening to Garage Logic and get it. And yes, unfortunately, more and more, these types of classes are becoming necessary because kids aren't learning those skills at home. My students come to school not knowing many basic skills. One of the biggest topics that we attempt to cover is measuring and using a tape measure. Ooh. I'm not kidding. No. Sad but true. What? Yes, part of this is due to the, to the 
to the destroyed academy, but I would like to think out here in rural Minnesota, close to Carl or Kevin or whatever that other guy's name is who <laughs> never shows up, the academy hasn't had as strong of an influence as down by the country's tallest buildings. Ultimately, I would argue that it comes back to the parents. There's only so much I can do. Parents need to step up yep. and start being parents and quit being friends of their kids and give them some discipline. For example, yeah, yeah. students who don't care about grades because they can just uh, go work with their dad, really? That's your attitude? Young people love to say they are so busy and working so hard, but then when they have a 90-minute class period of welding, they're done 45 minutes into it because they're tired and need a phone break. I love working with students whose parents have followed your three basic rules for success in life. Students come to school carrying so much baggage and crap with them, it's frustrating. So I have to deal with the problems because their parents won't step up. Don't talk back to teachers. Listen and shut up when the teacher is talking. Beyond that, we have to work with students that deal with abuse, neglect, mental illness, parents divorcing. The list goes on. Do a Google search for adverse childhood experiences when kids have to deal with that stuff at home. It's difficult to get them to function at the same level as other kids. Yes, I try, and no, there are no excuses for lowering our expectations as in the St. Paul School District. But how do I work with that? When kids aren't learning how to properly deal with that stuff at home, it becomes my job as an educator because who else is going to do it? And if I'm teaching those basic things like changing a tire, there's a group of students who know that and want to be challenged more. And if we can keep them out of the criminal justice system, that saves the taxpayers money, right? But then that's precariously close to the policy of those liberal lakes and uh, having the government just do everything. It frustrates me, and yes, I'm ranting. At the end of the day, a lot of what I'm dealing with comes back to the lack of moral and ethical clarity in our land and nation. One other encouragement. Let's start a conversation, a dialogue, and start offering some real solutions about how to solve these problems instead of just bellyaching about them. Sure, it feels good, but doesn't get much done, even as I recognize that's a bit of what I'm doing right now. Good luck. Name withheld because I'm sure there's people in my community <laughs> who would recognize it. Well, you've provided the answer uh, here, sir. Uh, the answer is it must start, uh, it must start at home. Let's stay on that theme for a moment, uh, the educational theme. Yes. Uh, apparently, the universities either are ramping up or have already had or are in the midst of conducting uh, final exams for the semester or what have you. Yes. And uh, uh, the introduction of therapy dogs, miniature horses, coloring books, and massages are rampant uh, in the failed academy because the kids just are breaking down It's a lot stress. of stress. A lot uh, of stress, uh, yeah, Joe. Yeah. They're, hold, they're, uh, they're called uh, de-stress fests, and you can go and pet a dog or look at a horse or uh, <laughs> play Fortnite or whatever. Okay, what sure. But contrast that to this email. Joe, I recently returned from a trip to San Diego and have been catching up on the podcast. I wanted to tell you about the local uh, advertisements that are attached to the podcast, but realize that others have beat me to it. I thought you might be interested to learn who was doing the advertising in San Diego. For some reason, a local cannabis shop has decided that your listeners are a good market for them. They offer free delivery within hours to the San Francisco, Los Angeles, and San Diego areas. Not sure, but maybe the GLers out there need this in order to deal with the insanity of living in California. Well, let me stop right there. We have nothing to do with that. 
Those ads aren't placed by us locally. Correct. That's done. Correct. That's done by some other means. Higher ups. The reason I was out in San Diego was to attend the graduation of my oldest son from the re- from the Marine Corps boot camp. I can't tell you how proud I am of this young man. Not only has he completed the most difficult boot camp experience the military has to offer, one of the reasons he did it was because he wanted to do something that was difficult. He's never been one to look for the easy way out. He wanted to let you know that the whole time he was there, he never saw a cry closet. And the only safe place he found looked a lot like a foxhole, and he never once had to worry about what pronoun to use. He's had quite a different experience from his friend's Uh, who chose the failed academy. Since he intends to go to college once he's out, it will be interesting to hear how he compares the two when he's done. In some ways, I think he'll find college more difficult, if you know what I mean. As a stay-at-home dad that homeschools his kids, I think he's turned out pretty good. Uh, I also wanted to correct something that you said regarding the film, They Shall Not Grow Old. That's the World War I documentary by Peter Jackson. You Mm -hmm. said it was only in theaters for one day. Actually, it's in theaters for two days. It was there on December 17. Also, we'll be showing Thursday, December 27. I would encourage you to see it if you can. Uh, yeah, Kelsey straight beyond on that, too. It'll come back and have a, 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 a normal theater run at some point. This is just a little test run to see what uh, the uh, attendance was going to be. I've been a loyal listener since 1996 and enjoy the show immensely. I've enjoyed seeing my kids grow up and become fans of the show as well. Keep up the good work. Uh, Jim from Clearwater. P.S. As a side note, I've got some things in common with three of your sidekicks. I graduated high school in 1987 like Rook. My wife is a nurse like Reavers. Mm -hmm. And I moved to a hobby farm like Carl or whatever his name is. (laughs) It's it's fun to have those connections. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. 87, okay. A lot of great people graduated in 1987, you know? Along the likes of myself. Sure. Some of my classmates. Uh, here's today's Baby It's Cold Outside segment. Yes. Pretty soon we'll be able to be done with that, won't we? The pushback has been successful, I think. Uh, I, I think the, the people that started this movement are lose, in the tug-of-war are oh, losing yeah. a lot of ground. It's, well, and it's, it's because failing. their own side of typical arguments are against them. Mm-hmm. It's just not. It's it's not. It's it's a playful song, and that's We've been the through final. That. We've yeah, been through that. That's final. Well, but here's a good point. Uh, Tom writes for your next "Baby It's Cold Outside" segment. People have been so whipped up about the context of this song that they haven't noticed that I've been wishing them a Merry Christmas this whole season. <laughs> I ha- I love the podcast and Merry Christmas to you and all the rest of the GLers out there. Uh, he's right. You can now say Merry Christmas to some of these Mysterians, and they're so worked up about this song they don't even. Stop to object. Right. right. Uh, uh, Steve wants me to know that Baby It's Cold Outside was an Academy Award-winning popular song. Uh, It gained wide recognition in 1949 when it was filmed in the film Neptune's Daughter. Uh, While the lyrics make no mention of any holiday, it is popularly regarded as a Christmas song owing to its winter theme. The song was released in no fewer than eight recordings in 1949, has been covered numerous times since, and it was an Academy Award-winning song. Huh. All right. And finally, i got to take Downing to task, and usually it's Downing who takes us to Wait task. Wait a minute. Uh, this is a quite a role reversal. This is uh, Downing, the offsite uh, frequent contributor. Know him well. Big fan of the show. Yes. He's a pumpkin uh Well, salesman. they have, a, they have a, a farm, and they do I mean, grow a, pumpkins. It's a hobby. It's a yeah, hobby. Yeah, they're... He's uh, and he's the whole family's involved too. Yeah, and that's the wife you, and the kids. It's we're we're past Halloween, but that's where you get your pumpkins. Yeah, he parks them. He parks the pumpkins right under the Highland Water Tower. Uh, you can see it from everywhere. That's right. 
it, uh, in Downing Race, in the original version of Baby It's Cold Outside, the man sings, put some records on while I pour, leading some to suggest that he is putting something in her drink. But I noticed that in a more recent version is done by the husband-wife team of Garth Brooks and Trisha Yearwood. Uh, Garth sings, I'll put some records on while you pour. How does the mayor rule? Is that a reasonable accommodation to help make the song more palatable to modern audiences? No, Downing, you're, you're, you're falling into the trap. You're falling into the trap that you believe the song needs to be edited in some way. It does not. Right. It does not need to be edited in any way. All right. Thank you, David. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it needs to be, you know, uh, the humility card, you need to be humbled every once in a while to be corrected. Even that includes offsite correspondence, as, mm-hmm. as we are daily. Right, right. If you're going to be an offsite <laughs> correspondent, just be. You can be like an onsite correspondent where you're corrected. Right. Okay. Now tomorrow, uh, in a first for us, uh, the podcast will be on a remote location. We'll be at Summit Brewery in Saint Paul. I Our cannot. Ro- we are rolling the dice, baby. Yeah. And uh, snake eyes. The. The uh, the audience has been settled. And they've received their information, yep. right? Yep. Yes. Uh, but the doors open to the public at two o'clock. And I think that's worth repeating again. I know, think I want you to. Yeah, because a lot of people have asked and said, "Oh, did I miss the the registration?" Yeah, you, you did. But but that's okay because we're sticking around once the doors open to the public at two o'clock for a little bit, yeah. and we're gonna have a couple pints, <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna mingle and meet the fellas, and and anybody can come in after that. I mean, yes, they won't be able to see the show. But we can still hang out. We're and still going to be there. Tanucci's will have food there. And oh, until man. every morsel of uh, of apps are are eaten, that's when you know we're gonna we're gonna clear the plates. And after two, there's no holds barred. And, and again, sh- there's a charitable component to this that uh, uh, Summit is donating whatever percentage. I'm yep. sure it'll be very charitable uh, to uh, aid the uh, firefighters and uh, and the, uh, the brewery workers in California who lost everything up in that campfire. Yeah, Sierra where Nevada, Sierra Nevada yep. is located. And that's how all of these guys just stay so well connected in the brewery world. Is that they're all. They're all in it together. It's really cool to see them all kind of collaborate and, and join efforts in a, for a cause like this. But, yeah, as Rook mentioned, Tanucci's, by the way, right. those guys are really stepping up and helping us out. Well, yes, they're they GLers. Are. Yes, they are. They have been for a long time. Say, when we come back, uh, I'm going to uh, link mysterious noises, lights, and booms uh, to what's happening to our culture. 2,440,000 injured and 35,092 dead. Those are the National Safety Council injury facts from our nation's highways in 2015. Are you letting your emotions get the best of you? This isn't a Formula One race out here, people. Federated Insurance reminds us that these are much more than statistics. These are your family members, friends, and neighbors. Don't let your emotions get the best of you. Do you get anxious when you're driving? Not really any need to. Do you yell or honk at other drivers that make you angry? That's emotions taking over. Don't let your emotions take control. Do you uh, try to retaliate to even the score for another driver's actions? That'll never serve you any good. Stop it. The National Safety Council reports that aggressive driving plays a role in 56% of fatal crashes, and emotions cause the aggressive driving. Don't become a statistic. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. Make it home safe tonight. Guys, are you fretting about all the looks you got this year? Like when you skipped her birthday to go snowmobiling with your buddies? Or the time she overheard you tell a friend, yeah, she looks okay, but her younger sister is really a babe. 
or when she spotted your new Harley under the tarp before the 48-hour rule kicked in. And now you think Christmas might be your last chance? Necklace Jewelers to the rescue! We just received a shipment of pennants pendants. These finely crafted solid gold pendants are sure to erase any memories of the look. We can add precious jewels of any size, from small chips for you minor miscreants to large rocks for you, well, you know who you are. We can also do zirconium for cheapskates with a death wish. Liability waiver required. And don't forget our popular look protection program for when you really blow it. For a modest monthly retainer, our expert staff is on call 24 hours a day to assist you in selecting that emergency look-deflecting item. Immediate delivery anywhere in Gumption County is available at extra cost. Remember, our receipts always reflect the price you told her you paid. Necklace Jewelers, where guys stop in before they go in. On Rookie Way next to Knack Hardware and Lounge. Make it your first stop this holiday season. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Souchelet. So that's the Knackless Jewelry Shop. Yes, they uh, they try not to compete with RF Moeller. Well, the real distinct. deal is RF Moeller. And right. uh, what's today, Thursday? Thursday on, the 20th. The, the time crunch is hitting, but once you enter an RF Moeller jewelry store, you won't you won't be pressured. It's still going to be a calm environment, and it's uh, just the greatest inventory of watches and diamonds and rings and earrings and necklaces and pendants you've ever seen. They've been around for 67 years. They know what they're doing, uh, and they know the giving, the gift of jewelry isn't about practicality or filling someone else's needs. It's about love and uh heritage and family family and heirlooms and things that are going to be passed down uh through the end of time and you know what great gift wrapping too uh visit rf moeller you could the flagship store is at ford in cleveland in highland park in st paul or 50th in france in edina or in downtown minneapolis at gavaday common but also note a wonderful online site, rfmoeller.com, and we thank them yes, for and it's, our, it's, their podcast support. When you go in there, it's really neat to see um, the inner workings. You know, it might be uh, Mark is there and Bobby's there, and Mark says, Nancy, why'd you put the stapler? Right. I didn't have it last. You know, it's so it's, it's, oh, you it's see real. Some, you can get some squab. It's like you're sitting at the kitchen table right. with the Moeller family. It's fabulous. All right, the booms and lights are hitting. And I, it seems to me these mysteries always seem to occur in times of societal uncertainty, mm-hmm. right? Yes. For example, locally, are you aware of the loud noise last night? Uh, yes. Did you hear it? I did not hear it, but I heard about I'm it. I'm unaware. Heard about it on the news? Like the 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 just the boom. Hmm. Apparently the sky lit up too, and so the 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 wisdom is here that it was a meteor, uh, a meteor flash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reports stretch from Cambridge to Prior Lake, and most uh, reports uh, indicate the event took place between 2.10 a.m. and 2.15 a.m. And uh, I was out. <laughs> Believe me, I was hey, out. I, I missed I it. I saw yeah. a flash. <laughs> well, but I'm telling you, th- this is, this, 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 they're called mystery booms. Uh, but uh, you know what? It probably isn't a mystery. But in times of societal unrest or confusion— or despair, or despondency, uh, we assign to these easily explainable phenomena mm-hmm. uh, a mystery component. And 
We want it to be man-made or we, maybe we, we, uh, and, I, and I'm part of that. I, I love know you that. Are. I know I, you are. I remember a few years ago the the noises yeah. in, in St. Paul that yes. were that it, we we were finally told that it was river ice. Well, to this day, I'm wondering what that was. Yeah, I know are... I know what ice sounds like, and it wasn't no ice. Right, right. That was Martian. <laughs> to the point where that was it. The uh, MPR guy had the. Um, he had the tape, the Sid-like tape recorder down there where he yeah, was yeah. recording the sounds. Was yeah. it, was it, wasn't there another one where it was pipes? What am I thinking of? Yes, you're th- there was another um, industrial sounding. That's uh, what it was. Aside from that, this was maybe three or four years ago as opposed yeah. to the one two years ago. Where wind was blowing it through. It just happens. Well, here in the Phoenix, uh, some Phoenix neighborhoods, two months after seemingly uh, unexplained explosions started being reported in the northern part of Phoenix— a, a new blast was reported over the weekend, renewing residents' concerns uh, that someone eventually will get hurt. And they, they they haven't been able to explain these yet. These are too continuous for it to be a meteor deal. Just a minute, i got to turn off the lights. Okay. Well, and the problem with, not the problem, the, curio- the human curiosity wants an answer. Sometimes nature just doesn't provide These that. are a blast that took place at 5 a.m. on Saturday in a neighborhood in Glendale located several miles south of the previous explosions and captured on a surveillance camera. It shook the walls. The windows were shaking. It was intense and powerful. A woman who did not want to be identified, probably because she feared capture by the Martians, <laughs> uh, told uh, Fox 10. The woman said she's shot different types of weapons, and the sound she heard was not gunfire. It was definitely not a gunshot by any means, and after uh, and after I saw the camera and I saw the explosion, it has to be something, some kind of explosion, the woman said. Phoenix police have not linked the latest blast to others, but 911 dispatchers have received over 100 calls from people reporting explosions since October 1st on the northwest side of the city in neighboring Glendale. Hmm. In each instance, residents reported similar experiences as a loud boom, a flash of light, but no damage or trace of what blew up. Mm-hmm. See? It's freaky, but there's mm-hmm. not always an answer. Last week, the Phoenix police uh, uh, released a photo of a white pickup truck that is being called a vehicle of interest. The vehicle is described as an older model. What's that have to do with anything? Right. Apparently, they've seen it around the the uh, the explosions. A white pickup truck is not really uh, uh, that's now, Fred, now. Now right? we have now we have the mystery lights. We have the mystery lights. Okay, mystery lights. A mysterious light with a twisting, smoking tail ex- uh, appeared in the. Early evening sky over San Francisco Bay on Wednesday, yesterday. Uh, but local astronomers had a scientific explanation. It was a meteor, according to the University of California's Lick Observatory near San Jose. A bad name for it. A bright <laughs> meteor was visible. I've I thought of that too, but yeah. I, I let it go. Okay. I, knowing that you would fill in that I blank. blurted, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Initial reports of the meteor sighting came around th- uh, 5.30 p.m. So again, explainable, but we want to attach to it a mysterious significance. The booms in Phoenix, no idea. Okay. No idea. The booms in the central Minnesota last night, uh, apparently meteor. That's explainable. Okay. Is it uh, is it meteor uh, time now? Is there, I mean, don't we, don't sci- or, uh, astronomers always know when these things are going to happen? There's going to be a meteor shower or we're going to, aren't they always yeah, tracking they're always, these things? They're always advertised, but yeah. You can get a stray meteor. They just you can pop get up. Them. I, I mean, didn't know they just pop up. You can boom. get them. I mean, lots of stuff out there in space is what you're telling me. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. But we we love to attach to it the idea that something's going on, and it you know why? Because it takes your mind off the mundane. It takes your mind off the uh, 
the daily toil and trouble. But again— um, It's exciting to think that somehow we're being threatened by something that we don't know anything about. There, there's an excitement uh, factor to that. Yeah, and it's uh, the— uh, And the, I never see or hear anything except a couple of years ago when I heard the so-called river ice. Well, I know that you, at between 2 and 5 a.m., you get one shot at sleep. I know you're sound. I did hear a strange animal the other night. I might as well be living in Ely. Uh, <laughs> Was it another hell, fox? Right in the middle of the city. Oh, my word. Uh, no, no. It, and it wasn't, a, it wasn't a sound of distress. It was it was whatever animal this is. This is right. what it must sound like. Right. Well, no, I'm oh, sure. No, it wasn't. Uh, it was into it. It was into it. Is what you're saying? Yeah. You know what? Uh, it almost sounded like an animal that was enjoying himself or herself. <laughs> right. I, and I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't. Uh, the sushire alone. No. The Fifty no. Shades of Raccoon. No. Huh? It was. Uh, I don't think it was an owl. Okay. Uh, but I do uh, think it was some sort of large bird. And I, I don't know how large a bird it would have I, to I have wonder been. why you would determine that it was a bird. I don't know, Matt. I I, uh, I, I just, I, I there, wanted... Okay, there's something... I wanted to think bird. I know you're over there on Maine. You're yep. over there on Maine. And, right, uh, Maine there, and Upton. There, there's something uh, <laughs> in your area, uh-huh. I think... All of the animals have the Samer theory. They've really gone nuts because you have all of these. You hear these, or you see these, or you see evidence well, of something of happening the night up. before. No, uh, I know that. Yeah. I'm just saying I don't know what it is Wait, in that area. Are you trying to say that the wildlife in Joe's area has become almost domesticated? Is that what you're well, trying to say? Well, I'll tell you another. Like story. they're on cell phones yeah, and right. Whatnot. I mean, he, this he, this isn't easy. These are urban. Hey, what animals. time does the bus get here? I'll tell you right. something else. I'll tell you something else. Huh? Uh, about two weeks ago. Here we go. At about 2 in the morning, I was awake. I couldn't sleep. So I went and looked out the front windows. Why not? That ought to be put you right at ease, huh? Hey there, cowboy. What you, what'd you see? So what'd you see up. with your nightcap on and your long pajamas peering back the draperies? My pajamas and yes. feet. No, I looked out and I saw a pack of dark wolf-like animals at the uh, at the base of the at the base of the drive. Saw those two after no, and, but then I thought, you know what? It could be my eyes playing tricks on me. That's what I came to the conclusion. This was pre-surgery. Yep, yep. Uh, what, what, what describe a pack? Four. I saw at least three or four. Hmm. And what were they doing? Just scrounging around the uh, it, playing it, cards. It, it appeared to me that they were wondering if they should approach the door. Okay. And then not, they turned. Not, not looking for, through the recycling bin to see if there was no. just one last drop because <laughs> no. they knew that wasn't going to happen. No, but anyway, uh, yeah. I don't. I think that was. Uh, I think that was probably an optical conclusion. Were you gazing out the window because that was the the cause of what woke you up? No, no. It was just the no. right thing to do. No, I just was having trouble falling asleep, so I, okay. I, I sometimes go and stare out the window. A serious question. Hoping that I'll see something. Okay, or... serious question in St. Paul. Mm-hmm. Do you think these animals, for the, the, the raccoons— What is are, these animals? What is these animals? Whatever these animals are, uh, and I, uh, do you think they are uh, multiplying and there's— Yes. Uh, why aren't we? Why is anything par- being done? Well, you got the animal rights or the animal control officer in St. Paul's welcoming. Coy- Remember, we went through this. Yes, welcoming coyotes to the city. Glad you like it here. And now, eventually, somebody's going to get bit. Well, they love it here. The food is here. The but whole w- deal. don't we? It's like the geese problem. The geese are just multiplying, and we're not doing anything about well, it. What are you going to do? You know. You know, there's room on Earth for all the creatures. I guess so. There's just room on Earth for all the creatures. <laughs>